exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Monday nights at 7 on Impact Exposures, the Spartan Sports Rap for some athletic closure. Where our first priority is Spartan Sports, hosted by Dan, my man who loves the courts. We're here to cover every single Detroit team, putting out more stats than you could even dream. Call 517-432-3893 and we'll put you right through. We cover all bases like the Tigers at Comerica, our hits like the Lions, and you know we're always there for you from Rip to Rasheed. We'll keep you updated when it comes to Detroit sports, rap is top rated. We're hot when it's cold, like the Red Wings, all about the Spartans, the Heat's what we bring, the Spartan Sports Rap, we give stats we can't sing, only on WDBM East Lansing. Welcome into the basement. What a show we have for you tonight. This may be the show I may be most proud of when it concludes. I'm Dewan in the house, and I see that you have the proper fitted cap on. Yes, I do today. Of the uh, American League Division Series champion Detroit Tigers. Yes, I do, man. I had I had to represent. You know, we'll the we'll get to we'll get to the Tigers in probably the second half of the hour, but we will get to the Tigers tonight because we give credit where credit is due. Always. And where champagne is poured. But as always, not always, but he kinda he kinda let me down this weekend. This Friday. The rookie was supposed to cover the hockey game for me. Yeah, and he was M I A. Had to go home. And where where would home be, Steve? Uh down in Indiana. Indiana. So, so did you grow up uh, like a basketball phenom kid, uh, like playing on the gravel court behind the house, uh, no, worshiping I was Bob to, Knight? No, but I'm not like those Hoosiers. You're not like those Hoosiers. But nope. he is back, and he is the uh, the kid we like to call the Rook. But he he works hard around here. And uh, special guest, special you know, guest lighting up the studio tonight, making things a lot more beautiful. I'd say here tonight, special guest, and she may be here for a while. My friend Brigitte. How are you, Brigitte? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you? I am. I'm okay. We'll we'll talk about how I am a little later in the show. But you went to the mission game this weekend. I did. I was there in person. And uh, can can you describe in in one word how you felt after that game? Well, I was expecting to be booed because I was hoping that Michigan State was going to perform better than they did. But all I could say is I walked out with my head buried in my jersey and. Oh, you were a jer- oh. Very disappointed. Jersey to the game. Whose number? Uh, number seven, just a generic jersey. Generic, no. That'd be uh, Damon <laughs> yeah. Dowdell yeah. back in the day. In but the guess day. what? Our number is 517-432-3893. Kevin is behind the glass as always. Ready and willing to take your call. The phones are open from the top of the hour on. I want to hear what you have to say. You know what? If it's fire John L., I want to hear it. If it's hire Mariucci, I want to hear it. You know what? I'm in a in an open mood tonight. I, I'm I'm up for anything. I'll, I'll talk anything Spartans, Detroit sports, in the world of sports. You know what? That's what we're here. We're here to answer and give you a, uh, what can I say, educated opinion on sports. Right. Unlike some of the other media outlets here in East Lansing. We'll get to the state news later. But <laughs> the top of the hour, it is 7.03. But with an 11-2 win was the MSU hockey team this past weekend. Although it was exhibition, 11 goals. In an exhibition game. Yeah, that's a lot. That, when do they stop putting... I know they stopped putting the goals up on the scoreboard after a certain amount. Was it, Did the scoreboard read 11-3? to 3? I think I think it did. I walked past the, Bresle, or the uh, Munn Ice Arena. Pardon me. I was actually covering the women's volleyball game Friday. We'll get to women's volleyball next. You know what? I, I do my share around here. I don't overlook anyone. It's good to hear it, Dan. You know what? Brian Lurg had a four-goal night. So uh, that's good to see. The first goal was scored by just recently named captain Chris Lawrence. 
So it was good to see the captain starting out on the right foot. And I think you, you really can't g- gauge the team too much off of a win like this. Eleven to two, obviously. Uh, Wilfred Laurier, Laurier, however you pronounce it, I've never heard of this team. School? Is it even a school? <laughs> Somewhere you, up in Canada. You got it. It's, it's, it's from Canada. Yeah. All right. Well, I know where we are. We're in the basement of Holden Hall. You're yeah. in the, you're listening to the sports wrap. <laughs> Our number is five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. Um, Jeff Lurg, that'd be the other Lurg, uh, 11 saves on the night. And uh, the freshman, just like you, Steve. Yeah. Bobby Hiroz entered the game. Uh, he got in there at the third period, got some ice time. So more can be said about the Spartans as they host Western Michigan this Friday. Um, we'll have coverage there, not live, but we will have the wrap-up on next Monday night, as we always do. You're in the house with Dan, Dewan, Steve, and Brigitte. Full boat tonight, but... Full House was at Jenison on Friday night. Women's volleyball, very impressive win. Um, although they did lose to Northwestern on Saturday, I will focus on the positives that were the this past weekend in sports. So congratulations to the women, women's volleyball team. They won three straight sets. Have you ever been to a women's volleyball game at high school or in the in the collegiate level one? Uh, yes, I have. It, are they, aren't they pretty exciting? Yeah. Actually, you get caught up in the moment every now and then, you know, get a little cheering here and there. You know, you expect a, a lot, you know, coming to a volleyball game, especially here at State. But, you know, it is offers a lot, a different view. I, I won't say uh, it was uh, terribly exciting, but I, 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 enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I mean, I was, I was working, but it was, it was enjoyable. I, I can't believe, like, how crazy volleyball is, like how good these girls are. Uh, Illinois had some some girls that probably jump higher than me. Like I was scared, like the ball was gonna deflect and hit my laptop or something. Yeah, that, now that gets me. You'd be surprised how hard you know they could hit the ball. You get up to speeds where you'd be like, "Whoa!" That does uh, catch you off guard a little bit. Some of those spikes. But they they won straight sets volleyball. In case you don't know, some not a lot of people pay attention. Well, they should. But they won. They played a thirty rally scoring to thirty. Um, if they're forced to a fifth game, it's a best of five. They're forced to the fifth game. The fifth game, they played a 15. They won 30-25, 30-22, and 33-31 to because you have to win by two. Boy, that la- the last game was, was incredibly exciting. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm being totally honest. Like, Jenison, was, everyone was on their feet cheering for these girls. But Katie Johnson and Ashley Schatzel, incredible last name there, Schatzel. I wish my last name was Schatzel. <laughs> but they paced the Spartans very well. Uh, 24 and 24, uh, pardon me, 24 and 18 kills respectively. 24 for Katie, 18 for Ashley. Um, Allison Ayani, uh, she had 44 assists. That, uh, that's when you set the ball, a girl spikes it and gets a point. That sounds right to so me. So she was dropping dimes. <laughs> she was dropping dimes on the volleyball court. <laughs> Allison Ayani, that, that's the uh, famous Ayani name, if, if you want to say famous. Her dad's like assistant athletic athletic director, uh, her brother plays over at Okemos, so yeah. brother played in that state state semi game last year where Okemos lost, and I believe what double overtime. Yeah, double. It was double overtime. John Jonathan Jones got outdueled by uh, uh, a kid from Redford, Darquavis. Yeah, Darquavis Tucker. Darquavis Tucker. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's where's he going? DePaul. DePaul. Hey, yeah. DePaul is going to be good. Yeah, they're going to be nice. They, they got the Mission Mr. Nice. Michigan from our year, 04. They're going to be nice. And they they got DeQuavis Tucker. I don't know what they're doing down there at they're DePaul, but nice. they're rounding up some good recruits. But hey, we're Michigan State, and this is the Spartan Sports Wrap. 
And here is what MSU head coach Kathy George had to say after the win against Illinois. Well, apparently she didn't have <laughs> much to say about her win against Illinois, but uh, apparently we have some te- technical difficulty in the house tonight. Let's try that again. What did Kathy George have to say after that win? Uh, we played extremely well on Friday night, and uh, you know, after coming off the road and, and playing a tough match at Minnesota and playing a tough Wisconsin team, it was great to get our, ourselves back into the groove and, and play at home. And Illinois, I mean, everything was working for us, and uh, we really followed our game plan. And yeah, we are going to follow our game plan here also, yeah, keep moving. and keep keep <laughs> things moving. Hey, a little technical difficulty. I've been paying attention to to bro- sports broadcasting. Everyone struggles a little bit. Yeah. The ums, the ahs, the, the technical difficulty. Quick bounce back. No, that's what's key. Hey, we, we recover, unlike other MSU teams. We we are a team. We're close-knit here at right. the Sports Wrap. We persevere. We pick it up and come back strong That's next right. Week. We have heart. Hey, Michigan State football does have heart. I was pleased with the way, with the heart they showed on the field. I think they played hard Saturday. Harder than they played against Illinois, obviously. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't think it had to do with the effort. They were just up against a superior team. Yeah, this we, past, we can this e- past easily weekend. say that. That's what that's what I think it was. But it wasn't no quitting the guys. They did make a lot of penalties, committed some, especially for some key first downs. Jeez, what, do we have to jump right in it like this? Oh, one? I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Dan. I didn't mean to do ruin we, your segue. Do we, have, do we have to get? I had a great segue. It was it was great. It, it is. It, it is excited still will me. Be. You see, your segue just excited me to just continue. <laughs> that's you how know great what? it was. You know what? Michigan State. We've got love. But boy, Michigan had heart. That's a, that's a great quote, Dan. You know what? I I thought of that all by myself. But yeah. hey, not ne- not a necessarily unexpected loss, but nevertheless disappointing. Right. Anytime you play an interstate rival, you want to pre- you want to go out there and you want to perform. You want to you want to compete. Uh, we'll get to a John L. Smith quote later in in the hour that uh, I'll play for you that he said we can play with anybody. I think there's a difference between playing and downright competing with someone. Yeah. Like anyone can get on the field and play and maintain. But I, we could go play basketball at Michigan State, right? Right, now. and you know, but hold our own compete? somewhat, yeah. But can't, we can't compete. No, we can't compete. Except that one time we we played Isaiah Dalman and Raymar Morgan in two on two shootout. That's right. And we took them to sudden death. That's going to be the highlight of my college career when I beat Isaiah Dalman in shooting. <laughs> but nevertheless, we dive headfirst into Michigan State football. Uh, the first question I have for you guys and lady tonight. Brigitte is in the house. What caused what caused the lack of offense? We obviously did not score till three forty seven left in the third quarter. Michigan up seventeen zero at the at the break. Right. And halfway through the third quarter, they're up twenty four to zip. Thanks to a demand. Da, 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 you got Moss <laughs> Williams. Hey man, he's not the only one. We can't pick on him. Yeah, well, it's all right. It's all right. But hey, what what was the lack of offense? Was was the lack of offense our Unability, inability to execute, or was it Michigan's overwhelming defensive presence? I'm on shoot with Michigan's overwhelming defensive presence. Their front seven controlled the game from beginning to end, and it was little or nothing that Michigan State could really do with them. You know, they didn't really move the chains. They really didn't put pressure on them. Like, if you watch Michigan State football, you notice that they're more of a possession-type team. They don't go for the big plays and take those shots down the field. And when you play against a team like Michigan – when they could sit back with that dominant front seven and play cover two and make you throw those underneath routes, it really put the pressure on your team, and they just overwhelmed them. Speaking of the first possession, right off, right off the bat, I was I was just disappointed again, the, the lack of of mental awareness of DeMond Williams. Actually, you know what? You know, he was, mm, 
take a knee, but but see, I I do have to defend him on that. Do you when, think he was drifting into the end zone when they showed the replay? He actually caught the ball outside of the end zone. So if he had took a knee, he would it would have been a safety. All right, it would have been a safety in his defense. That's and a, but he caught analysis. it at such a at an awkward spot though. That was that was kind of you know rough. But those were jitters though. Yeah, it's understandable, yeah. but we'll get to Demon Williams later, yeah. and why Kendall Davis Clark should be starting in the <laughs> secondary and not Demond start Williams. anybody. But but hey, we we move forward. Um, disappointing loss, but hey, Michigan is one heck of a ball ball team. And John yeah. L. Smith said that his his one two in the country is Ohio State, Michigan, and I can't argue. You can't argue it. I'll still take Ohio State as number one because of the impressive win they had over Texas and what they they're continuing to do. And boy, is Ted Ted Ginn Jr. going to give us headaches. Yeah. In the secondary. Yeah. <laughs> we saw what Manningham did. And Man- Manningham's solid. Ted Ted Ginn, possibly best receiver in the country underneath Georgia Tech's... Uh, well, Williams. Yeah, big but, fella. Calvin Williams. But not just that. Ohio State's depend on more... They depend on Ted Ginn more than Michigan depends on Mario Manningham. Fact. That shows, you know, the sliding that. If they continue to go to Mario throughout the entire game, you know, he would he could possibly easily rack up the numbers that, you know, Ted Ginn... You know, puts up, but you have Mike Hart and the other weapons on that team, so it's more balanced. And uh, if you want to rack up our number, it's five one seven four three two three eight nine three. We're going right to the phones. Hello, welcome to the Sports Wrap. Yeah, hello. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, not too bad. How you guys doing? Man, we're we're hanging in there. What's on your mind tonight? Well, first things first, I want to give mad props to Duan because uh, if I'm not right, he picked uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Go to the national championship. You got it right. Season. That's you a fact. You got it right. I picked him to win it all. You know, I thought that was the worst pick because I always think Michigan's overrated preseason, but, you know, they're proving you right and me wrong, sir. So, Thank you. Props to you. Thank so, you. Uh, secondly, go ahead. Um, I would just like to say I've never been on the fire John L. Smith bandwagon, and nothing got me on it more than uh, – this loss to Michigan. Why, why, this, why this loss more than uh, a, a no-show at Illinois? You know, because I, I'm a big reader of uh, Rivals and uh, Spartan Mag. And, you know, there, there's all these seniors, Drew Stanton, uh, Thornhill, uh, Ryan, come on there, and they say, you know, this is different. We're going to come out and give a fight. No one gives us a chance. And they just look flat from start to finish. Mistakes up and down the field, uh, six, four penalties um, on third down to let Michigan keep the drive going, and those are the, t- the drives they scored touchdowns in. I mean, that's just unacceptable. You can't do that and expect to even come close to a team like Michigan. But and, jo- uh, at John L. Smith's press conference, say he didn't, he didn't seem like a coach who was fearing for loss of his job. Do you, do you think John L. Smith's putting on a good front right now? I, I, think that he, I think he knows that there's the writing on the wall. I mean, let, let, me just, let me throw some statistics. Me and my friends ended up finding out. One in 13 went down in the fourth quarter. John L. Smith's Spartan team. One in 13, you can't come back from a from a, a loss when it's in fourth quarter, you're 1-13. in 13. And how many fourth quarter uh, games have we blown? Like the Notre Dame game, uh, the Michigan, Michigan game, two the Notre years Dame ago. game two years ago. It's just ridiculous. You can't do that and expect to play. Do you, do you think uh, Do you think part of this is the players not performing? We, I mean, we see DeMond Williams making mistakes. We see uh, ourselves shooting. I mean, John L. Smith can't jump off sides. I mean, that's our players. Right. Yeah, but I mean... Good coach teams don't do that. You know what I mean? Like you wait, you wait for the ball to be snapped. You just—it's something you do. There's a culture of losing at this school, and John L. Smith's not breaking it. And we've gave him four years. I'm a senior, and I was hoping that I could watch Michigan State beat Notre Dame or uh, uh, Michigan before yes. I left. And I don't think it's going to happen. 
So, All right, so I, so I you're saying you're saying so I fire John L. Pardon? Fire John L. I I think you got him. When? You just got to let him go. When? Uh, I think at the end of the season. I think he's done the recruiting already. He's got Nickel and Dell and uh, yep. Lanningham coming in, right. and you know you're not going to hurt the recruits already by letting them go now. And that way you can get a new coach to get recruits for the next year. You get them on next year and say we'll give you one more year. Recruits aren't going to really be like, well, who are we playing for? You know. So yeah, what, one more for you. Who do you replace John L. with? I have no. That, that is that is the que- That is the people are talking. Coach from Central Michigan. I don't yeah. know if he's ready to no, undertake a program no, no, like no. this. Would, no, no. That guy's got too many trick plays. I don't necessarily buy that in the Big Ten. I, I you know, Larry Coker. If he gets fired, I don't know. How <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're going down to Miami. <laughs> hey, but hey, you you seem like a faithful Spartan sports rap listener. Right. Yes, I actually am. I actually knew Harold. Uh, Harold was a good friend of mine who uh, town who left. Townshell, okay. outstanding. Been to the show ever since. So well, you know what? Great. What's I your name? Like what? What's your name? I'm Ben. Ben, hey, thanks for listening, man. No we thank you for your call and beautiful insight to call the Spart- again, Spartan ben. Sports call World. Again, Keep them coming. I love calls like that. But you know what? We're it's 17 after the hour. We're gonna take a quick break. Quick break. We'll be right back and we will keep digging into this Michigan State football synopsis. This this terrible thing that's going on in East Great Lansing. word, Dan. Great word. Synopsis. We will examine in college. what yeah. what is called they call your Michigan State football. Hey, we'll be back. You're in the basement with Dan Dewan, Steve, and Brigitte. It's a sports rep. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure. That's right, the phone lines are open, and so are our minds tonight. We're up for anything. What do you think about the state that is Michigan State football? I need to know. The number is 517-432-3893. You're in the house with the expert panel. The best opinions in East Lansing on college sports, in particular Michigan Michigan State. State So, the lack of offense. Um, So, we're saying Michigan State. Michigan's D was that good. Yeah, I have to take that. Michigan has the best defense overall collectively in the country right now. Not just individual players, but the way they work together as a unit. And they also have have depth in a lot of positions that you need, like defensive line. They rotate fresh guys in. It keeps continuous pressure on the quarterback. And any coach will tell you, you know, if you can get pressure on the quarterback with just your front four, you know, that, that puts a lot of pressure on the rest of the team because you can drop the other seven back into into the secondary and defend the pass. So Michigan, from from jump, from kickoff, from the first play of the game, just completely dominated. 
In particular, their front seven. Yeah, particularly the front Here's seven. What J. U. Culker, right here's what J.U. Culker. Here's what J.U. Culker had to say about Michigan's front seven. Like I said earlier, you know, they have a good, you know, front seven, and you know, I'm not going to take anything from them now, and I'm not going to, you know, say something else now either. I'm just going to say they have a good front seven. Like, couldn't say it any better, J.U. No, he couldn't say. Yeah, it I mean, either. he was he was definitely frustrated at yeah. the end of that game in, in the post game press conference. Because the, the normal we people, ran for we sixty over. yards as a team, sixty yards as a team. A team that averages well over that. We've had games in where Drew Stanton and Javon Ringer have rushed for 100 yards or more, res- respectively, themselves. Right. But that that brings me to a point. Uh, we, we'll get to Javon Ringer later. Uh, defense. What, what was the most disappointing thing that you saw on the defensive end of the ball? Ah, man, where do I start? I'm going to have to go with the secondary again. I hate to bring it up, you know, every week or harp on, you know, the continuous, you know, Achilles heel of the team, but... The finger for the biggest, you know, red flag will have to be the secondary. The defensive line held their own for the most part. The linebacking core is inactive due to design, you know, through the program, and they maintain pretty well. But the people who seem to continuously get picked on was the secondary. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to ride with them as a slight disappointment. Yeah, and our buddy uh, Demond Williams had something to say about the secondary here. I think the communication was good. I mean, um, they hit us with some here and there, but I don't know. Just focus. I think our focus maybe was off a little bit. And, um, off a little bit. Uh, it might have been off a lot. <laughs> it was a couple, couple, you know, blown assignments, missed tackles, misreads, or just you know, not enough ability. So. Well, I have the ability to answer the phone, and we're to the phones. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap. Oh. Oh, they got that, they got the jitters. They mossed me. Yeah, they, they pump fake you. Uh, they pump fake me. Fake you. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I didn't get to you. Call back. Yeah, because, please call back because we got you covered. I had a piece of paper covering the phone light. I'm sorry. Here we go. Back to uh, back to my buddy Demond Williams. What he had to say here about uh the coverage. Actually, I lied. We'll get to Demond. <laughs> we'll get to Demond Williams in a minute. But the coverage on Manningham, in your eyes. Was Manningham covered with the tip with the tip pass? Yeah, yeah. You know that's the type of things you can't you can't control nothing like like that tip pass. The guy, you know, for us, I, I believe it was Demond who actually tipped that ball, if I remember correctly. And, you know, he's a he's a player trying to make a play. He he saw the route, he jumped the route, went for the interception, just unfortunately, and went through his hands and bounced in a direction that was online with. You know where Mario Manningham happened to be running. Well, here's here's what Man, what he had to say about the Manningham tip ball. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought I had perfect um, coverage on the guy. Seen the ball was underthrown, so I came and tried to make a play, you know. And evidently that didn't happen. Evidently that did not happen. To be honest, uh, what I, I when I played in high school, I did, I played wide receiver, but we knew as a DB, you're no deeper than the deepest, you know. Right. You don't let anyone behind you. Ma- this- Manningham clearly was in the end zone. Demond Williams on what the four yard line. Yeah, but. At the same time, though, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going to rag on him because if I was a coach, you know, I would like to see my players, you know, attempt to make plays, especially, oh, yeah. especially in a game like that where, you know, they were their backs was definitely against the wall, and if they were going to do anything, you know, at that time to remain in the ball game, they needed a big play. So he tried to take it upon himself. Just unfortunately, he wasn't able. Yeah, to, I kinda, you know, I, to you know I don't, I don't like ragging on players or anything. And that's not, it's not my position to do that. But I just feel, I feel kind of bad for Demond. Yeah, I, I do. Mean, he's had, a, he's had a couple strings of unfortunate things happen. 
you're stuck in a position where you don't know if you're in the end zone or not to take a knee. Right. You you tip that you're an inch away from an interception and changing a game. Right. And at the same time, we we don't know the play call because as soon as you know Mario did catch the ball, safety help was coming. So maybe you know if the play was designed to have you know that safety help behind him, that's why he was able you know to take that risk and go for the interception. But unfortunately for him, he wasn't able to squeeze the ball and, and bring it down. It could have been a big play because he did have a lot of you know open field ahead of him to run. Contrary to what the state news had to say about the game today, what do you think was our biggest down, downfall that, that contributed most? It was, a, it was multiple things. Not We can't point a finger to one right. thing and say coaching was, right. was the downfall. You know, injuries. What, what in your eyes took most of the uh, credit for our loss Saturday? I'm going to have to go with, it, with, it, with Ty for first. It's going to be penalties. On the third down, especially in the first half, they kept a lot of those drives going. It was turning, you know, with the cadence that uh, Chad Henney was making, drawing guys off sides, turning those third and eights and third and sevens to third and ones, third and twos. That really, really hurt them and kept the drives going and and instilled that confidence in Michigan that, you know, we're playing against a regular Michigan State team and we're going to dominate them like we always do. And secondly was our lack of running game because Michigan State program really depends on the running game for everything else to work off of that. Well, here you go. Here's the Back to the Chad Henning cadence. I'm going to get to the, the legal part of that, but here is what Sardarian Adams had to say about Chad Henning's cadence. It wasn't season. that. I mean, if the quarterback on the center saying, and then back up like this, you think he got the ball. So, like, even I was jumping sometimes because I, I have to read the box. And once he goes like, hey, take a step back, I'm moving too. So, like, I don't know. That's a good, good, good game plan that ran, whatever. I must say it was a good game plan. Legal? I'm not sure. But here's the thing about, about that call. If the referee... I lost my sheet here. There it is. I wanted to make sure I got this call right. All right, Chad Hunde- Chad Henney coming under center. Right. Saying hut. Making a motion like the ball's being snapped him and then backing away to audible. This is all up to the discretion of the referee. If the official rules it was deceptive, they'll call encroachment on the quarterback. Right. And obviously you're in Ann Arbor. At home. At home, the officials aren't going to call that. With the crowd yelling and screaming. But what, J- what John L. said about that was that he they versed their players on that. They said, pay attention. This is going to happen. Right. So they, they were coaching. They were coached to do that and pay attention to that. What is it, 11 penalties? It was 11 penalties. 11 penalties for 80-some yards? And they were costly penalties. That costly. Were. to g- Giving Michigan first downs right. when, when we, oh, jeez. Right. Frustrating. Nothing worse than just shooting yourselves in the foot, but you can you can attribute that to uh, to to many different things. We we had no cohesion on the offensive line, throwing people in. Right. Kellen Davis, Eric Andino, um, dismissed from the team. Right. Uh, for undisclosed reasons, which I'm sure will eventually we'll come surface. up in, in the media. What's done in the dark will always come to light. But hey, so you're gonna say too many mistakes? Yeah, I'm gonna have to say too many penalties and and the lack of running game. That Michigan State put forward, the effort that they put forward, because they they depend heavily on the on the rush attack to establish everything else. That established, you know, the out routes they like to throw, the slant routes, and if you get them backed up in situations where it's third and nine, third and ten, their playbook gets real, real limited. So, I think the lack of running game, getting those five and six yards on first and second down, you know, to get that short field, to get it to second and three, second and four. Really, really put them in a, in a tight predicament. Well, here's what John L. had to say about the mistakes today at it, or at the post-Michigan press conference, actually. Well, um, they played a good football team, but uh, we got 
you know, we had Rocco doing a lot of different things, and we, and we made uh, just too many mistakes. Uh, I mean, we had some motion penalties, hurt us, a holding penalty, uh, a lot of things hurt us. I mean, just mistake-wise. We shoot ourselves in the foot to begin with, uh, opening kickoff a little bit. So I have to compliment those guys. And those guys he referred to were the Michigan Wolverines. Right. So, uh... Obviously, Smith came back today at his press conference and said he reviewed the film. He saw it, like what you had observed. Demond Williams was, in fact, right. out of the end zone. The so it, that's just one of those difficult do-or-don't decisions as a player you have to make. But you got, you got to give the guy credit, you know. Take that penalty, you right. know, safety. That that uh, put us down early. 2-0. Not, w- worse, than, worse than starting the line of scrimmage at the 9. Oh, without a doubt, because they would have <laughs> had the ball and they probably would have ran that one down our throat as well. And it would have started off 7-0 and that would have been the ball game. So. Here, here's a little clip. I, 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 must, I must play this for you. you you'll see the uh, competitor that is Cliff Ryan um, definitely, definitely getting after the media because Cliff Ryan actually left the game. Contusion on his left calf. And uh, here's what Cliff had to say when asked why, if he was if he was able to return to the game. You, I, I'm sure you'll enjoy this. Right now, so we're going to take it day to day and see where we go from here. There was no way you could come back or just the, the Do you think if I could have like been back out there, you think I wouldn't have been out back out there? Well, sometimes. I'm just, I'm, listen, to, you know the type of player I am. So do you think if I could have been back out there, I wouldn't have been back out there my last time against Michigan? Did you did you did, did you or did you not see me limping back and forth on the field? So think about the question you just asked. That's why I ask smart <laughs> questions to the players, and then I do not ask. In I won't even say. Man, that was I won't even say a word. That uh, Cliff Ryan is is arguably the best defensive player on that unit. Yeah, him and Otis Wiley, and and Cliff is playing his heart out, like he said. It's Michigan. You kidding? I'm. I, if I have any breath left in me, I'm right. going to go out there and play. I'm going to come back. Four, four or five years in a row, I haven't won. Right. I continuously lose to these to these guys. You know, this is my last hoorah. I'm going pro after this year. I'm going to leave it all out there. So, you know, that was kind of you know a gut check moment. I like what you just said there, Juan. We have to remember these guys right. are trying to get their meal tickets in the NFL. Right. They're not going to lay down. And throw this season in the can. Drew Stanton still has to perform to secure his spot high in the draft. Clifton Ryan, Dave Heron has a shot. Matt Trennan, if he if he could get healthy, still has a shot. Uh, Kellen was you know slotted just due to his athleticism. Speaking of injuries, uh, your official injury update: Matt Trennan will not play next week. Right. According to John L. Smith today, uh, Trennan will not be ready. It's it's an ankle, so hopefully, excuse me, he'll be ready to go after that. Clifton Ryan will be ready. I ta- I saw Cliff today. He was walking around campus. He looked all right. He'll be ready to go, as well as David Heron, who had a, a mild concussion. So Dave Heron, an update on Javon Ringer. Um, his sur- knee surgery is a negative for now. Okay. So they're going to give it six to eight weeks, and they will reevaluate. And based on how tight or how loose the knee is, they'll perform surgery. If it's tight, they'll leave it and let time take its toll if it's still loose they they need to go in there and take care of business i i i'm not a doctor right i'm not either. i'm we're not, not going to get into the anterior yeah, crucial ligament whatever right. that is, you know <laughs> the but meniscus and the same the same stuff. knee that was injured in high school but a different muscle okay so not terribly bad right at least it's not the you know the same one but in another light at the end of the tunnel for spartan fans he may and it looks 
pretty possible that Javon Rieger will get a redshirt year for this because he was injured in the first half of the season and not the second half. Now that and would be they a will pull huge a medical medical redshirt, redshirt on yep. Javon Rieger for this year. Now that would be a huge, you know, plus a positive upside for the for the for the Spartan football program. The next couple of years, you get him out there for another year. And I want to get to you listeners on the phone, 517-432-3893. My last caller hung up. I don't know. Must have, must emer- have scared him. Scared him away, emergency or something. But speaking of Javon Ringer, all right, uh, we have a new segment. I'm going to get some production for this stuff, but you know what? I'm just going to say it for now. It's called Squash the State News. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. Um, I'm not going to you know, degrade anyone personally, but uh, I can say I don't agree with what their sports writers have to say. There's nothing wrong with saying that. And uh, Ethan Conley, uh, sports writer for the State News, said, uh, we definitely miss Javon Ringer, and the lack of depth at running back hurt us. Uh, I don't think so. Me I don't think we miss Javon Ringer. I think, once again, the play calling was was not good. Where was A.J. Jimerson? That's what I, why are we indirect snapping to Jeremy Scott when we have a capable running back in A.J. Jimerson, a kid that competed with Ringer for this spot, this sacred spot of the two freshmen. Right. Which one are we going to redshirt? Yeah, supposedly. This came kid down supposedly to a is capable. Yeah. But no, I, where was A.J. Jimerson? You got Jer- Jer- Although Jeremy Scott came to Michigan State as a running back, he was a running back in high school, so he's experienced. But we're third and one. We're Stanton splitting out wide. At the same time, though, if you're a defender and you see the quarterback is spread out wide, you're thinking trick. Or the receiver under, you know, in the shotgun formation, you know, getting ready to take the snap. Nine times out of ten, he's going to take the snap and run with the ball. He's not going to, you know, pass back to Drew Stanton spread all the way out wide or throw a pass on third and one. So and I, and I don't, I don't think. Any, it doesn't matter running back wise who we had if Javon Ringer was here or not. Do you know what defense we just win against? Yeah, the number one rush defense in the country. Okay, Prescott Burgess was cleaning dog. All of, he was cleaning all of that up regardless of who you had. You know, Prescott Burgess. One thing you know, you you people may have their Michigan biases, right? But but I but I talked with Prescott Burgess after the game. Class act, right? Class act. You know, he said we we didn't look over these guys at all. We we prepared for them. This is an interstate rivalry. They played well. And Prescott Burgess, class act from Michigan. I, I was happy with that. I'll tell it straight, and we tell it straight on the sports rap. We have no commercials. That's why we can tell it straight. We have no bottom line to answer to besides the phones. And where are the phones tonight? 432-3893. The rookie has been quiet all night. For obvious reasons, he's grounded be, because he did not come to the hockey game for me. But Brigitte, do you think uh, we're worse off as a football team because of Javon Ringer being hurt? I actually don't. I think a lot of the mistakes that we're making is what is hurting us more than uh, not having a really good running back there. Because, you know, J.U. Colcrick, very good. Um, can't complain. Just mistakes, you know. Definitely. Definitely agree. The mistakes definitely hurt us, obviously. Coach Smith said it. We've said it. We need to move forward past that. And we're still in the segment called Squash the State News. Folks, I want to know what you think. Uh, every one of these students reads it. I don't care if you're not a sports fan. I see you in class. <laughs> Everyone reads the state news every day. That's what grinds your gears, Dan. <laughs> oh, get on my nerves. Today is the state news. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand. They're, they're Michigan State's independent voice, but they still... Uh, uh, we won't get into that. Steve Highfield on the state news says... Quote, most of the players denied a talent gap and instead blamed the loss on lack of execution and mistakes. 
Is there that much of a disparity between Ann Arbor and East Lansing? No, not at Talent-wise, all. Talent-wise, on the football field. We Ta- know the basketball field is leaps and bounds <laughs> ahead of Ann Arbor and Tommy Amaker and his turtleneck. No, the the talent disparity is, is not is not as wide as, as many might might believe. And plus football is a different game, you know, in comparison like you were saying in basketball. It it has to do more with how you play as a team. Do yes. do because it is so many people, you know, on the field. You, for those who don't know, it's eleven on eleven. So you do have a lot of people out there trying to work together, you know, as one. So you, in football, you're, you're as strong as your weak link. If you have one, yes. one you know, one missed block, bam, one, one missed block, you know, one guy who misses a Slipping cover coverage, assignment, that's a touchdown. You know, that's how strong you are. So yes. if you have 11 great guys and you have that one weak guy, eventually he's going to get exposed. And the groundhog has come to show his face. <laughs> yeah, but that one weak link, that's considered our talent. And if we don't have that talent and depth, then maybe we're not as good as Michigan. On a whole, isn't talent measured and gauged? individually though i mean you can look at a team's success but talent wise you're going to look at an individual player you're going to look at chad henney you're going to look at mike hart you're going to look at mario manningham right but you're going to you're going to measure success as a team as a team but at the same time why it's a difference as far as michigan state competing with michigan as a team because it is a team game yes your most talented players may not be the best team that you put on the field if you take your most talented 11 yes. and you put them on the field, that may not be your best team. Example, USA Basketball. Right. That may not be your best team, and you may not win with, even though that is the most talent that you have, because it's, it's different aspects of what you need to do to come out and win that game. So so obviously, I do not see a talent disparity. Um, here's, the, here's a quick one. At the end of his article, Steve Highfield of the State News, I mean, not, nothing against him personally, great guy. <laughs> But uh, I just don't, just don't agree with his article. Uh, it's all, you know, it's a sports show. It's what we do here. Um, at the end of his article, he said, take, go through the depth chart and pick one player that would be a clear-cut starter on Michigan's football team that plays for us now. Playing at their best. Playing at their Playing best. Playing at their best. Player to player. I will start Drew Stanton at quarterback in Ann Arbor over Chad Henney any day. Any day at their best. I can't argue that. I could make those throw to a wide-open Mario Manningham. Who has five yards of separation in the end zone over our DBs? I can't. I can't argue that. Uh, Cliff would be, in my opinion, uh, Cliff, Clifton Ryan. Fact. He, he would be a Otis Wiley. Starter. Fact. And that's the power. They have Leon Hall, but throw Otis Wiley next to Leon Hall, you may have some of the best secondary in the country. But at the same time, though, it, for you know the credit of some of the Michigan State players, Michigan, since they do have that cohesive unit, they don't have to overextend. You know, they have more confidence in the other players around them. So they don't have to lean on one wheel as right, much. Right, right. They don't have to lean on one wheel. So it makes them, you know, look as if they are better person for person because they only have to worry about their responsibility because they have enough confidence that everybody else is going to take care of theirs. So yep. if they say, I'm only going to take care of this five-yard box, nobody's going to get in this five-yard box. At the end of the day, you say they're good because nobody's, you know, caught a pass or got through their five-yard box. Where you have some guys on Michigan State team, you know, such as Otis, who has to run around the whole field to make plays. So you know, it be it is times where you know he might get miss a tackle. Well, one thing I noticed about Otis Wiley, it seems it seems when you know making plays, it seems he's more of a backpedaling, taking a, a a side slant approach to making plays and just coming up and making the tackle. It seems like he's I don't know if he's scared or I don't I wouldn't say scared, but I don't know if he's, he's too worried out there. Or? 
you're gonna, I think you're going to see more Kendall Davis Clark number thirty eight. Well, playing in the secondary this yeah, next he, week. He should he should get some more tick this coming. But I don't I don't think when I see Otis play, I don't think he played timid. I don't think he, you know, comes off as timid. But at the same time, he is free safety. So yeah, I won't say he's timid. It's just something you know I notice about his. Yeah, he does give is. yards. He does. He does give yards. He doesn't really close the gap. But right. hey, that's a tough predicament to be in. You close the gap, you get shook. And you are the free safety. And when you're trained you're as a free line. safety, you are the last line of defense. So your goal is to make the tackle. What needs to be reevaluated is why is our free safety having to come up and make so many tackles? That should be the key to to that. Not why is he giving up. You know that extra three or four yards to try to make a sure tackle is why are so many people getting to that third level? You know of our defense where Otis has to come up and make all of these tackles. Where where's our linebackers? Where's our bandit? Where where's our D line? You know where where are they at? That's a fact. But uh, you know not to rag on the state news. Uh, both Steve Highfield and columnist Ethan Conley were invited into the show <laughs> to, to talk about and they, and they declined. They have gracefully declined, saying that their editor won't let them. So obviously, mommy didn't sign the permission slip. Yeah, that's what that is. No and, field um, trips. Mommy you know, didn't sign the field. You trips. know, they say there's a talent gap between between Ann Arbor and East Lansing. Steve Highfield of the State News says this. Um, the true talent gap does not lie between Ann Arbor and East Lansing, but rather between the State News and Impact 89 <laughs> FM. And the talent lies in the latter. You're listening to the Impact. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, bigger and better things, known as Los Tigres, and we'll talk a little bit of Monday Night Football. And uh, maybe get a little hoops preview of what's coming next week. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that smoking? Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89 Second Play. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. You're, t- you're tuned into an e- Exposure. <clears throat> Tongue twister there, but more importantly, you're in the basement on the Spartan Sports Wrap with Dan, Duwan, Steve, and Brigitte. Numbers 517-432-3893. All your comments, all your questions, state football, state basketball. Hey, we'll take it the Tigers, we'll take it all. But 
Quick wrap-up on Michigan State football. We do face Ohio State next week. I don't think a preview is necessary. Right. That's why I did not prepare one. It would have been a waste of time. Our time is valuable. They only give me an hour. And my little birdie say, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never get more than an hour on the air. But you know what? It would be great if I did. But, hey, speaking of time, uh, John L's time may be ticking. Ticking quickly. But uh, his star quarterback stands up for him. So, Drew Stanton. Here's what Drew Stanton had to say about John L. Smith. I, you know, I, I was kind of placed in his lap, and so uh, for him to embrace me the way he has, uh, you know, I look up to him, and, and you know, I'll fight with him, fight with him and for him un- until I have no more eligibility left here. That's a very powerful statement. Yeah, I kind of stepped back after Drew Stanton said that. Yeah. I mean, this is the uh, possibly the stu- most superstar player, if that's a word. Yeah, it's not, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you made up a word too. Yeah, I did. Ago, so I did. We're, we're even. We're even. And the, and the Tigers are in the ALCS. <laughs> <laughs> but this, the marketing icon of Michigan State right now, saying this that he's going to fight with and for that for part of that statement is has to be in regards to his job. Yeah. For John L. Smith, until he has no eligibility left. That's, that's powerful. To the end. That's, that's powerful. To the end. In, in the millions that Drew Stanton has made for this university. They they kind of have to listen to him, even though they may. Yeah, just, they might consider it. You know, yeah, they might it consider hurt. it. But at the end of the day, someone t- someone told me this weekend. Hey, you know, you think about people wanting to fire John L. Smith, this that, and how much it's going to cost around a Big Ten university. You can scrape up three point two million quick, easily, quickly, easily. But I'm not saying fire John L. You still got. You still have to let the season unfold. And this, he's a nice guy. As as much as you know, you see him on the media smacking himself in the face. You talk personally with John L. Smith. He wants nothing more than to coach and win football games here. Right. You can't ask for anything more. But he's in a tough predicament. He's got a lot of things playing against him. But you, you don't fire John L. Smith right now. You let the season unfold. Let let us see if we make a bowl game. Just calm down, East Lansing. Calm down. I mean, yes, he's made mistakes. Yes, the players have made mistakes. But as fans, I think you have to come out there on Saturday and cheer at least. Yeah. And he, he spoke to that. He's hoping the fans come out and cheer. But he also said that we have to give them something to cheer about early. Yeah. So Not just for the fans' sake, for his own team's sake. Because, you know, if you watch their games, the trend is if it starts going bad, you know, just throw all, throw all the beans in and just chalk it up. You know, they – they fold pretty pretty easily, so hopefully they could start off, you know, good in that first half, and they'll keep that energy up and play play well into the second half. Well, you know who played well in the first half of the American League baseball playoffs? Yeah, none other than our Detroit Tigers. You know, we don't like to stray from Spartan sports here on the sports wrap, but this is definitely when a monumental <laughs> occurrence happens. Yes, we will cover it, and yes, the. Tigers have moved on to the American League Championship Series to face the Oakland Athletics starting tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. But we must talk about this series against the Yankees. Wow, did we look good. Amazing. We looked, we looked like the best team in baseball by far. I, I still am in disbelief. For those who have been listening, I have been saying, you know, the Tigers better make sure they win. You know their division. They better, Obvi- they hey, better win the central. Obviously, people pay attention to what yeah, you say. People do pay well, attention. We had, we had a caller that that dug back a few weeks. Yeah, he dug back a so, few weeks. So we better man. watch. We better watch what we say. But I have been saying I've, I stuck to my guns. I said the Tigers better win the central because they don't want to fall into the wild card where they have to play the Yankees because the Yankees, you know, are going to beat them. And as it unfolded, 
as you know, I, I assume they it didn't want to be and they faced the Yankees. I I was amazed at the way the Tigers were playing. They showed no weakness anywhere down that, that Yankee lineup. Uh, quickly on the Yankees, we don't want to spend time on the Yankees, but uh, we'll go around the horn quickly on this one. One word, uh, do you fire or keep Joe Torre? Oh, you, keep, you keep Joe Torre. Keep him. Definitely keep him. Well, since you can't really get rid of A-Rod because of his price tag. Right. Um, and he has a no to keep, to keep face, Steinbrenner, this goes back to the Matt Millen theory that Matt Millen's a problem with the Lions. Uh, Steinbrenner is possibly the problem with the Yankees. You just can't buy chem- team chemistry, and you can buy you can manufacture victories with yeah. all star talent. But when he gets down to the nitty gritty, you, need you, that ju- you can't. You just you got you got you can't buy that chemistry. Right. So, I say it starts at the top with the grand master of the Yankees, wow. St- Steinbrenner. But George obviously, Steinbrenner. he has he could buy me three times, so <laughs> it doesn't even matter what I say. Some kid in East Lansing, but I don't think you fired Joe Torre. A Rod was like one for thirty four. Something ridiculous. It was the great Tigers pitching. Oh, kept, kept incredible. Them off balance. You know, you could point the figures at the Yankees. Yeah, they did play, you know, below their talent ability, but the Tigers was definitely over. Ken, Kenny Rogers, Todd Jones, Jason Greeley, and 103 fastballs, Zumaya, combined in the last series, an ERA, zero. Yeah. Team and, ERA of 3.6. And anybody who plays baseball, who has ever played baseball, would tell you that good pitching beats good hitting every time. Fact. And that's that's what I've been preaching. Yeah, you brother, been preaching I've been that. preaching. <laughs> I've been known to preach, but brother, I've been preaching that the our bullpen is going to get us through, through this, this season well, they, and into the playoffs. They and, definitely carried them. You know, I can say that I I predicted the Tigers way back, I don't know, midsummer, yeah. that when they were playing well, I'll say I had to wait till they were playing well. It was about midseason. I we made our predictions. Right. You know, you I said Tigers gonna go to the World Series and win, but I didn't think that they were gonna do it the way they did. I can't. I can't go that. Yeah. I can't go that far. I can't say that I was gonna believe that the Tigers bullpen was gonna shut out the Yankees. Right. That Pitch half game, right. no hitters. Doesn't sound right. No. That doesn't sound right. But that, that's what makes our, our job so fun is that we're so wrong and, and we're supposed to, <laughs> and we're supposed to be the professionals. Like I don't think one sports writer on ESPN.com had the Tigers being the Yankees. Oh no way! Especially not going away convincingly like like they did. Oh, Nobody no. had that slated. Nobody in their right mind would have that slated. With the game, the last game that the Yankees lost, when they came out in the ninth inning, every player in their lineup for that game had been to an All Star game. Brigitte, what were you most impressed with with this past series with the Tigers? I gotta say, Kenny Rogers pitching gave up no uh, no runs. Game three, just pitching like you guys said will definitely take you onto the World Series. Did you think the t- going? I mean, going into the end of the season, we knew the Tigers were playing well. We knew they at times had the best record in baseball there in the last two weeks of the season. Do Do you think that they can make it to the World Series? I definitely now? do. I thought. I mean, I was one of them that thought that the Yankees were definitely going to beat the Tigers. I had them out. Almost a sweep. I thought maybe they'd win one game if they were lucky. But yep. now that, you know, the Tigers definitely proved me wrong, I got to say, going with them all the way. And he speaks again. <laughs> uh, I think uh, this year the Tigers are just like the White Sox of last year. They struggled at the end, and maybe Ozzy Guillen kicked them in the butts like, or Jim Leland kicked them in the butts like Ozzy Guillen did last year. Maybe the King go all the way. Well, my prediction, I'm, I got to stick to my guns, man. You got to stick to your guns, um, man. The thing about it, these two teams, uh, 
the A's and the Tigers are playing extremely well. Right. And this series is not going to be over quick. That's my prediction. I think the series goes six games. Tigers win four two. They're but, even they're the same type of team as well. Like they they both depend on their pitching, and you know they doesn't have extreme power throughout throughout their entire lineup as the Yankees did. You know they have Frank Thomas, who's big hurt, swinging the bat very very well right now. But the Tigers, I was surprised at the at the run production they were actually getting. You know they was actually beating they were beating the Yankee pitchers up pretty pretty handily, and those weren't like no name pitchers. Those were some Hall of Famers. You know they were abusing around the park, so oh, they you, have all the confidence they need to, you know, run it out. Oh yeah, you look, you look at the season series. Uh, the Tigers won the season series by one game, five five games to four. But I think the big key to, to this to this playoff series, like you've said all season about the Tigers, is manufacturing runs. Right. Uh, the A's are about one and a half runs better than us in our in head to head competition. Uh, about six to six to four, six to four and a half. Mm-hmm. About yeah. But in the playoffs. Looking at the playoffs, our team batting average three oh nine. Can't ask for much more. Um, Polanco, although he's hurt, season batted batted five hundred against the A's. Kenny Rogers got two W's against the A's during the regular season. But if you're going to look at history, the one time that the <laughs> Tigers played the A's in the American League Championship Series, nineteen seventy two, the Tigers lost three to two. But you know what? We're in two thousand six, baby. In New my year. Who's your tiger? <laughs> Who's your tiger? But got to be impressed with that. Our team ERA three point six, stellar, like it's like it's been all year. You you take out game one at, uh, at Yankee Stadium where they put up eight on us. That that's where that high ERA came right. from. But that's Nate Robertson. But he's still he's an all right guy. He's going to be starting tomorrow night against with Berizito. Yep, Berizito and, and Robertson face off tomorrow. But once again, Kenny Rogers, amazing. We we all saw we all saw him pour champagne on a cop. <laughs> How many kids in East Lansing would love to do that? Would they? It's Stand, kind of line. Man. Have they done that already? You're right. Yeah. That's the key question. That is the key. But we got to remember, Oakland has a team ERA of two point three. Great pitching as well. Uh, so their team ERA is actually lower than ours. And Frank Thomas is hitting half a thousand right now. <laughs> That'd be five hundred. For those of you majoring, yeah, he's hitting bombs in, uh, too. Communication arts and sciences like me and can't do math. He's saying bombs too. Oh, tremendous! But uh, you think about Oakland and they've got a rough playoff history. <laughs> they've lost the last four division series they played, and obviously not this one because they're in the championship series. Two thousand, two thousand one, oh two and oh three, lost in the division series. So you know what? they've had a little playoff unrest, a little disappointing seasons the past year. So we got to be aware of a hungry Oakland team who swept. The Central Division champs, all this talk about you don't want to play New York. Right. Yeah. Oakland came in and cleaned house. No one's saying a peep about Minnesota who? Right. I'm sorry I was supposed to give this shout out at the top of the hour, but just to make him listen through the end of the hour, <laughs> we're going down to the Windy City, Chicago. The best team in the NFL. I'll say it. He said it back in the summer when Watch no games out were played. For the Bears. Idris. He would say it four times a show. Idris, Idris. He was on in the summer. The kid that mumbled a lot and uh, <laughs> and said Chicago had Jordan tattooed on his arm. Un- unbelievable. But hey, Idris, this one's for you. You did pick the Bears, um, and he is now a successful uh, video guy for FSN Detroit down in Detroit. There it is. He actually lives with the Detroit Lions. Jeez, <laughs> one of his buddies. What a guy. But. Obviously, the the Tigers can win the series versus the A's, and they're gonna. 
in my eyes. And then everyone on Baseball Tonight goes ahead and picks the Tigers after that game against the Yankees. How can you not? But you have to remember, this A's team just swept Minnesota, possibly the best pitching staff in the league. And they faced those pitchers. But at the same time, you just have to understand the prestige and the dominance that the New York Yankees bring. You know, to bring football. tremendous confidence to our ball club. We we beat yes, the Yankees. We yes. can beat anybody. You can in beat, baseball. Literally, you could beat anybody from anywhere if you could beat the New York Yankees. They're the most dominant franchise. Celebration in wise, do you think we got too excited over this win? I mean, we're going nuts. Look like we won a World Series in the locker room. Yes and no. You got to be excited. Right, you have to be excited, and if you look at just the Tigers team, they play with emotion. Yes. So it's not as if they were celebrating as we finally made it, we're done. But they're just an emotional team, and that's just their release. But by no means do I think they're you know ready to fold and throw it in. I, I still see that guys is hungry. You know, they look at the Oakland team, and they're ready. They're ready to play them as well. Well, uh, another shout. If you, I got to thank people for listening in tonight because all these people keep telling me they're going to listen in. Um, whether uh, you go to my church. Or you're my journalism professor. Oh! I thank you for tuning into the Spartan Sports Rat tonight. For Danny Boy, huh? You know, a professor. If you're out there, I won't <laughs> say your name. I'll, I'll keep you anonymous. <laughs> but I, I appreciate the support and the calls. Uh, we have three minutes left. Five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. But your predictions for Detroit, Oakland. Uh, just give me a number. Uh, How many games? Four two. I'm taking four two Detroit and six. I like that as well. I'm going to take it in six. I don't think they want to see Oakland in seven, so I'm going to take it oh, in no. six. I'm going to take it in six. And if we go to the World Series first game, at oh, boy, I almost said Tiger scared. Stadium, boy. I'm, Woo! I'm, I'm scared. But let's focus on the here and now. We got Oakland coming up tomorrow night. Right, one Rookie, game time. give me your prediction. I'm going to have to play the bad guy here. I'm going to go with Oakland. They're pitching shut down. All right, that's enough. <laughs> Brigitte, Brigitte. Yeah, you didn't cover the hockey game for me Friday. You're on probation. Go. I'm gonna have to disagree with them. I'm gonna agree with you guys. I think four and two Tigers. Beautiful. What, what is gonna be the What is gonna be the factor for the Tigers? Can you point to one thing like uh, pitching? Good bullpen? defense, pitching as well. You know. Yeah. Speaking of defense, uh, we have our fielders have not committed an error this year, minus I believe a Jason Gurley p- pitcher having an error. But you can't depend on pitchers having good field <laughs> percentage. But no errors. Pudge zero pass balls and don't get caught stealing on Pudge, baby. <laughs> but hey. I'm taking the Tigers in four games. They may they may do it sooner than six against the A's, but two great ball teams. You can't be disappointed as how far this this team has brought themselves and the city of Detroit. And it's going to be you know good solid throwback baseball. It's going to be a pitcher's duel like it used to be back in the 50s and 60s. So I expect low scoring games, hard fought, base running is going to be key. You know so. It should, it should be a series I'm looking forward to watch. Quickly, Monday Night Football. And we all know it's on ESPN because they run a thousand commercials <laughs> a day. Oh, it's Tuesday. You know what, you what are you doing? You're up. You're oh, so late for work. Hey, you're tired. You're up watching Monday, Monday Night, Night Football, Football on ESPN. <laughs> Get out of here. No, Monday Night Football. Pick them. Denver and Baltimore. Oh, I'm going Baltimore all the way. Oh, oh. Ray Lewis in the pool. All the way. Rook. Denver. With uh, Mile High Stadium. Mile High. The the humidity and lack of air and <laughs> oxygen is going to... Freezing cold. Go. I'll go Baltimore. I'm not really sure, though. Hey, it's all right. Baltimore is undefeated still. Still undefeated. They, they had a bye week? Yeah, they had a bye, they had week, a bye week, week They had a bye week last week. Still undefeated. And it's at Mile High? Yep. I'm going to take the Broncos in that outstanding offensive line. But, hey, tomorrow is Men's Basketball Media Day. Me and Dewan will be there. Yes, yes. Or should I say 
Dewan the Legend and I. You know, Dewan is just, he's, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're on a radio show with Dewan. Oh, not you know, me. Dewan is that guy now <laughs> oh, man, on campus. Me, but hey, uh, go to www.impact89fm.com. You can now download our shows. Podcasts Podcast. should be up soon. I know the link is there. I tried to get to work with a little technical difficulty, but hey, podcasts are going to be up soon. You can download the show, listen to it throughout the week. I'm going to try to get some other things going with the show. Maybe a little blog on an independent site. A uh, weekly article from me, maybe. Right, right. Try to get some uh, differing opinions out here than uh, the other media sources here in East Lansing. But for Brigitte, the rookie, my man Dewan from day one. You know what? We're coming up on the five-month anniversary of this show. Oh, I we looked, are. I looked up when my first show was. It was on the 22nd of May. You know what? It's, it's flying by, but I'm loving every second of it. Next Monday, we'll be back with the Men's Hoops Preview. Women's the following week. And hockey somewhere in between. We'll squeeze him in. We're we're looking for Jason and John Fournier to get in there on that. Yeah. And the rookie, maybe maybe he'll cover a <laughs> cover a game. You're listening to WDBM East Lansing, the impact. I'm past the top of the hour. Why am I still talking? I'm out. What up, East Lansing? It's your boy Harry RM, kicking it with my main man Dan, host of Spartan Sports Rep. Gets it every Monday night at 7 p.m. Only on WDBM. Impact exposure. Impact exposure.